Welcome to Entrepreneurhood, where we break entrepreneurship down into three simple pillars, business, lifestyle, and motivation. Our goal is to use our personal experiences as industry leaders to guide and inspire young entrepreneurs to see the lesson in every challenge. Because we understand that companies don't succeed, people do. Now, welcome the leaders of entrepreneurhood, Lake Kim and KB. Welcome to the neighborhood. You got your boy, Lake Kim, in the building, and I got my brother, KB, in the building with me. We're on episode 47, and this one we decided to name the best years of our lives. Now, KB and I, the last episode, we took a few weeks off. We got a lot done. This episode, we took a whole quarter off. We took three months off, and you better believe we got even more done. KB's going to let y'all know why we decided to cover this topic, how we're going to explain a little bit more of how we finished the year and, you know, what this year looked like. KB, what's the quote of the day? And let them know why we decided to do this final episode for the year. Today's quote is, everybody dies, but not everybody lives. And that was quoted by the infamous Drizzy Drake. And it's pretty much self-explanatory where it's like a lot of people don't get a chance to actually experience life to the fullest. And that was pretty much our mission this year throughout the ups and downs. To the fullest, it doesn't mean just highlights. It's actually embracing everything that's going on. And the reason we chose this episode, because we know it's very important. And every time we go away, we come back with the fire. Absence is also turns into excellence and we be able to share the gems and the realness with y'all. So within today's episode, we're going to explain why 2021 was the best year of our lives. Yeah. And I think what's cool about this final, you know, episode of 2021 is the, the structure of this episode is going to be a little bit different. Normally we talk about the problems and the solutions. So the way that we're going to lay this episode out is we actually going to talk about our lessons. We're going to talk about some of our experiences. We got to let y'all know some of the wins. So KB and I, we're going to share some of the wins we accomplished this year because KB went crazy, bro. <laughs> And we got to talk about the goals for 2022. You have to, man, because it's only right that we document this for our listeners and definitely for ourselves. In the next five, six, and even decade from now, we want to definitely be able to reflect on this. KB, let's talk about this, man. 2021 was crazy. Yeah, it was crazy, amazing, exciting, fulfilled. I don't know where to start, man. <laughs> The best way we should do this, bro, is I think both you and I, we have one big lesson that both of us really took away from this year. If you were to choose one particular lesson that would wrap up 2021 in a few words, how would you describe it? Two words would be self-care. Mm. I know it's a fad going on right now where everybody thinks just pampering themselves, getting massages and wearing a rope. <laughs> and light candles, but it's, it's much deeper than that. It's much bigger than that. And I really prioritized self-care and my mental health this year. And that was probably the biggest lesson I learned was to take a look in the mirror and really dissect different traumas that I had that I didn't even know I had from childhood. Having those uncomfortable conversations with yourself, me continuing therapy. I've been in therapy for a year now, a year and some change. It was so much self-work that I did. And that was the biggest lesson I learned is like, yo, how can you try to be something for everybody else and not be there for yourself? What made you feel like you had to practice that so much this year? In the past, why was that not a priority for you? What was your mindset, everything leading up to 2021? It's actually a good question. You brought that up. Last year on my birthday, man, I was in a depression. I didn't even know. I was hitting goals and that's about it. Business goals. <laughs> 
And uh, on my birthday, I said, I feel better on other days. Wow. And when I said that, I just knew I needed help. And it's like, I need some type of accountability, somebody to actually give me professional help. And I was in therapy probably like a couple of weeks before my birthday, but you don't really get into the nitty gritty in the beginning of therapy. You're just getting to knowing your therapist. When I said that to myself, I'm like, yo, I got to figure something out because I feel I'm accomplishing things, but I feel empty on the inside. And being an entrepreneur, it's like, yo, we got to keep going. We can't stop. Whatever happens, keep going. And I realized I didn't separate business from my personal life. I just kept going in my personal life. Just, all right, we've been through that. Don't worry about it. Never really dealt with my father passing by five years old or even build up, you know, have a relationship with my mother. It's, nah, I'm just keep going. I'm keep going. I'm a grind. And that was just my mantra for so many years. And then on my birthday to feel like that, I'm like, nah, I got to do something different. I can't go on like this. I feel like a lot of people, when they say they, they have a therapist, I, I feel like everything leading up to these last few years, whenever I hear someone say that, I'm like, oh, they crazy. <laughs> yeah, that's a fact. <laughs> they crazy, bro. And that's the stigma, you know, what it is. You got to be crazy. Something's got to be wrong with you. Or, and it's not, it's actually just professional help to hold you accountable to you working on yourself. I'm a trainer. I train people. You can work out in the gym and get results. If you really don't know, then you actually need to hire a professional. You know what I'm saying? Like I could read certain books about it and it's a different way to go about your certain wellness, but I know I needed that one-on-one -on -one person that could understand me and understand the culture of me and have, you know, similar beliefs as me and be able to give me advice that I can actually trust. When I actually took the initiative, especially as a black man, it's not a therapy is nah, I'm good, bro. I'm, I don't need no help. <laughs> <laughs> that's how it's always, but that's the stigma with it. But actually you go there, you realize, wow, I didn't even know. This is the reason why I do certain things. This is why I think this way. And I think that was the biggest thing for me because I didn't really appreciate myself. Like by me not having grace for myself, it was very short for others. And I was only like that because that was that pressure was put on me. Everything I had to do was based on performance. And I didn't realize that, but at a young age, yo, you get good grades, you could make some money. Let me just get good grades. I know my uncle, they don't really want to talk to me about nothing. They're going to ask me how school, how's this? I'm gonna tell them I got fours on my report card. Right, I'm gonna send you twenty dollars, and <laughs> it's, it's it's called transactional love. And I became a master of that, of just finding out what people need, getting what, giving them what they need, and me just moving on, but not really having a true, genuine connection. And I didn't realize that I've been doing that since third grade. I'm about to be <laughs> I'm 29 years old. You might be 30. <laughs> say, but I'm like, no, nah, I want to say it. <laughs> But so, yeah, man, I was just training myself that way. So I got a question with you, you experiencing self-care. I know one thing you told me that you never really was fond of was like having a mentor. And you said you wasn't, you didn't really like the idea of a mentor. Can you talk about that? What, why you felt like a mentor wasn't something that was in the cards for you? Because of a bad experience of being under the wrong mentorship, the wrong leadership. When I was in church heavy, I always grew up in church, but around like 2012, that's when I had an awakening where, you know, me and, our, me and my brother literally just did everything the pastor told us and it didn't work. And I'm glad it didn't work because we probably would have been under that same system. So from, from there, it was like, yeah, I wasn't really too fond of certain mentorships. And then I had coaches in the past. But a lot of our coaches, they had a tainted mentality. Like you could take for what they said, but you can't take everything. And I just like anything in life, but it was like, they might be right about, you know, hustle or mentality, but when it comes to women, their mindset is just totally off. Coach Mac. <laughs> <laughs> it would just be like, 
Nah, I, I don't agree with that. And it's, I never wanted to get close to anybody. And then I have no authority for his male figure because you know, my father died. And my uncles, I really ain't trust them like that. So all the different men in my life, it was like they a pushover or a dictator. It was no in between. And that used to bother me because I'm like, yo, I got to figure out a way because I damn sure not going to be a pushover, but I don't want to be con super controlling and be a dictator either. And I just try to find a medium of being a gentle leader, being a, a reinforcer, but being stern, but also being gentle, being compassionate. And that's what it takes to become a man is you have to be what you need to be in that moment. And I learned that over this past year. It's not about, yo, you don't show emotions. You don't cry. You just got to be tough all the time. Everything is good. Nah, it's okay not to be okay. And once I learned to accept that emotion, yep. I'm like, all right, cool. Like literally, <laughs> I probably cried this year the most I ever did in my life. Oh, snap. I kid you not. And I'm talking about happy tears, joyous tears. I'll be watching certain things. I'm like, yo, I really felt, you know, the emotion in it. And I'm like, yo, what's wrong with me? Who am I? <laughs> <laughs> but I've been backed up, man. I've been backed up so many years where I, I stopped myself from crying. Yeah, I, I feel like growing up in, in the hood, bro. If you told me you was crying when we was kids, I, I'll punch you in the chest. Yo, toughen up. As we get older, man, and as you really start appreciating certain things, there's no shame in that. And I think it shows a lot of growth. I think for me, man, like one thing that if I was to, you know, choose a few words to describe my 2021, I would just say change and adapt. And for me, wait, wait but hold on. This is the funny thing about life because y'all know late quote is change is always permanent. <laughs> <laughs> so it's, yo, whatever you stand behind, you're going to have to really face it on your own one day. And yep. that's exactly what he faced this 2021. <laughs> just change and adapt. And to like really bring that quote home, like you just said, KB, one of the things I always say, the only thing permanent in life and business is change. And I found a quote that like really wraps up how I felt about this year. And the quote said this, it's not the strongest or the most intelligent who will survive, but those who can manage, but those who can best manage change. And that's by Charles Darwin. And I run that back because I want to make sure people really get this quote. It says, it's not the strongest or the most intelligent who will survive, but those who can best manage change by Charles Darwin. And for me, I think this year was like, it ended phenomenal, but there were points in this year that created a lot of doubt. And I felt like I took 20 steps forward and then there were points that I was like, dang, I feel like I'm starting over. So like, again, to talk about that emotional roller coaster, it was crazy. But the fact that I've been able to continue to bounce back and to go into 2022 with some momentum, you know, I feel like, like I could, I could handle anything, bro. So what was one of the first things that you had to, you know, overcome in the beginning of this year? Yeah. So it's crazy. Starting January, January, we had, you know, my, my bachelor trip in January this year. Yeah, that was lit. Tulum was crazy. We had, a, we recorded an episode in Tulum, our first international episode. If you ain't checked that episode out, like y'all have to go listen to that. I think that night we was like, we got drunk and I, I don't even know how we got that episode complete, bro. Like our voice was gone. It was just crazy. We had a great time in Mexico, but like, I think the biggest, like change that I had to adapt to was 
when we were in Mexico, I was like, yo, like I'm, I'm excited. I'm planning on taking over the Midwest, like just going crazy. And that was how I had the year planned out. And then a few months into the year, it was like in March of 2021, they started to have conversations with our clients saying, yo, there's an opportunity to relocate. And I'm like, ah, no, nah, that sounds cool. And, but I, I wasn't prepared to take it. And what was crazy leading into that was, I think I wrote down something saying, I want some type of change to happen. And it was crazy because I feel like I spoke it into existence. I was like, at some point, I want to eventually move back to the East Coast. And I said it, sometimes we say a lot of things just to say, get it out there. But then when, what happened was the week that I said that, like the following week, I just sent an email saying, yo, like in the next couple of years, I want to see what opportunities are available for me to move back. I sent an email, bro. And then the next week there was like, yo, like Kim, there, there's actually an amazing opportunity to be able to relocate. And I was like, whoa, like I, I wasn't expecting it to happen so quick. So that in itself, bro, like just sending one email literally changed my entire year. And I think the, the, the best part for me was like, you wrote it down and writing it down, it makes it real. And then when you actually speak it, you know, to somebody else, it's old, like you give me yourself accountability and everything starts with a thought. So it's whether you have positive or negative, you could have been like, yo, I probably gonna move back in like another two years. And that could have been your reality. Yeah. And that's how life works. And people understand like you are where you at right now because of your actions and what you believe in, whether you in a, a bad situation or a good situation because of what you spoke and you might be going through a certain season right now, but you can use this season to elevate to the, get to the next season. Looking back on it, what I really wanted was I just wanted some advice, some guidance on how to make the next move in a year or two. And again, by me just you know, speaking that into what I wanted to have happen, bro, it happened within a, a few months, within a few weeks, I, I accepted an offer and I was like, whoa, yo, this is moving really quick. And then I still had a wedding. It was just crazy. I was planning a wedding. It was a lot, bro. So it was just, a, it was a lot to handle. And to put it in perspective is you was living in Indiana. Yeah. The wedding <laughs> is in Philly. Yep. So you planning a wedding in a different state, and then you got to actually move back, come back to Indiana to go move back to Philly. It was crazy, bro. So, so, so how easy was that? <laughs> <laughs> Yo, again, when I said my lesson was change and adapt, it really, that's all that I had to learn how to handle, bro. Here's like my, my thought process. It's different if you move in and you just moving yourself, or if you maybe just moving one other person. But as an entrepreneur, as a business owner, as someone that's running a company, when you realize that there's so many other factors involved in one decision that I make, like I had such a big impact on so many other people's lives. First, I had to have conversations with people saying, hey, yo, like I just received an offer that it's allowing the entire company to move to Philadelphia Two, like, I'm going to set you up to win as well. And, and then three, I had to talk to my wife make sure that she feels comfortable because she just started her job as a new nurse. Then I had to move my company. It was crazy, bro. It was a lot to handle. And I feel like what I'm grateful for is everything about being an entrepreneur leading up to this, I felt made me prepare for this moment because 
I, I believe that stress and pressure are skills that highly successful people are paid for. And the fact that I was able to handle all of those moving pieces and like have other people move in the process, it made me feel good at the end because the client, they offered me a very big bag to relocate. And that was something I was like, yo, this is crazy. I was going to do this regardless. And now they paying me to do it. That's a dope part. In fact, um, dope part too, I actually forgot about is that the offer was like, nah, we want you to come back. And it's so full circle because you started the, the, the job in Philly. You started as a rep, worked your way up, the regular success story, worked your way up, moved to Indiana, created an office, did a couple million in sales. Now you move back home, like on some LeBron shit. <laughs> <laughs> That's a blessing, bro. Yeah, and like the way that I looked at it, bro, I left Philly when I was 22. Uh, I left with my girlfriend. I left with not like, a brand new business owner, not knowing anything. I had very little to no money as a new business owner, like facts. And I think the car that I moved out there with was, I still had my Nissan Murano. So that was the, the transition coming into Indianapolis. And then bro, to make it full circle, to come back to Philly at the age of 28, married and in my Mercedes, like you said, doing a couple million dollars in sales. And to receive such a big bonus because of the value that I've created, it was like, yo, like I'm grateful, bro. And I feel like it was just a lot that I, I was ready to tackle because it's the next step of my career as an entrepreneur. So it was crazy, bro. Another lesson that I learned this year was everything is in order. And what I really did and I really attacked is my control issues. And I learned how to control like my peace. I really got to the root of where my control issues came from. With coming up with a household was very unstable, like financially. As you get older, you like, yo, I want to make sure everything is, is paid, everything's on time, everything is in order. And to a point where I was living so much on survival that I wasn't even living in abundance. And as I let control of how I want to do things and you let, you know, God have his course. Let me just enjoy myself. I had some experiences that I thought I never could have before. So I really studied like how to control your peace because everybody know I'm a calm person. I'm cool. But it's like, when something don't go my way, it's like, <laughs> I got to fix this. I got to change this. I got to fix it. And I learned, yo, everything is in order. I'm okay. Whether if something happened or it doesn't happen, I have to continue to keep going and I'll figure it out then. And I think that's probably one of the biggest lessons that I learned and I actually took accountable for. So like I looked up Tony Robbins, I forgot the name of the exact video, but it's about peace. And it's about, he's talking with this other author and it's like, you gotta really learn how to control your peace on the little things and you know, show gratitude because something little doesn't go your way. It's a trickle down effect either way in a positive or negative. And as a man, it's, you can't respond to your, your situation. You can have emotions, but don't internalize it. Yeah. And and once I learned that, it's like, all right, cool. Like, all right, this client, she paid me, she didn't pay me, or she she's she slacking off. Don't internalize it. Like you speak to her, address it, or this person said they was gonna do this deal with me and it didn't work out. Whatever. I tried to do this new business venture, it didn't work out. And it's okay, just keep going. And I think it's not about what happens to you, it's how you respond to it. Yeah. Yeah. And once I really, you know, got a hold of that, life just started to be much easier to people like, yo, KB, why are you, are you always happy? I'm like, yeah. <laughs>
like people were really hit me on the side post me like yo how you like this every day and i'm just like yo I, I appreciate life because every day is a blessing whether something happens or doesn't happen i'm good and i trained myself from when i first started training when i was doing a six dollars a session <laughs> was a long time ago yeah i still can't believe that you was doing that bro we all so, got to start somewhere but damn <laughs> <laughs> I was an Uber trainer. I used to pick people up and drop them off, but that's besides the point. But at, at that point in my life, I wanted to, I had a chip on my shoulder to prove my, to myself and my family that I can do this. I could be somebody within my own self. And I always tell myself, yo, if I go out this house, I got to come back with some money in my pocket. And a lot of hustlers and drug dealers, that's how they move. That's how you think. <laughs> I used to take that mentality. Like, yo, if I'm going to do a client today, then I'm doing something wrong. And I didn't even know I was a, still a, a, in that bubble. And I realized like, yo, as long as I'm giving value and doing what I need to do, the outcome is going to be there. I don't have to control the outcome every single day. And once I realized that, and things been much easier for me. And then clients is coming to me, like people are chasing me with their money. You know what I'm saying? And it's like, by taking a cap off my mindset and living in scarcity and transfer it to living in abundance, it literally changed my life. Why do you think most people never view life in that light of I want to live life in abundance. I feel like the majority of people where we from and how we raise is, yo, it's, it's not enough success for everybody. Yeah, because it's, you don't know who you are. So if you don't know who you are, you won't know what's for you and what's not for you. you you're just trying to take every opportunity. So in lame terms, when it comes to clients, yo, I gave away so many referrals this year. This is probably the most referrals I ever gave away. To people is yeah you could train with this guy you could train with this person he's good for this i, I don't do that and what's i because i know who i am and it's i don't have a take take mentality so if you're for me you're for me if it's not it's cool i could show you to, i could sing to somebody else and i think by having that mentality it, it makes you look differently so when you don't have that mentality you like yo i have to get everything i need to get because i gotta eat i got my family on my back and you start thinking about the problem so much Whereas I know I might not be the right fit, but I just need to get this money. You forget about purpose when you live in that survival mode and everything that people I, I touch or I'm around, I care about purpose more than anything. And once I adapted to that mentality, I literally seen changes so much what people was given to me. And it's like the universal law. If you sow what you reap. So if you sow, you know, you got, it's going to come back to you. But when you sow without expectation. And I think that was a big gym for me. It's nah, I'm a gift. Even when I go out, I tip more. I don't tip $11,000 like, <laughs> like Waz be writing on the checks. <laughs> yeah, I be but, seeing that. That's crazy, bro. Yeah, but it's a joke. My friends, when we go out, sometimes when I you know, have the check, they send me the cash. They will actually tip, try to put $1,000. So I have to rip it up before the people see it. I, I give more than, you know, what is usually expected. And I think by me giving so much more, it's been coming back and yeah, and I feel like you said at one point that this is one of the first years that you haven't had to chase money. Yeah. Like I feel like you spent these last few years chasing the value. So now the money is chasing you. And I think that's the main thing that makes me think of one of my other lessons that I have. And the, the other lesson that I have to, to piggyback off of that is fast is slow and slow is fast. And mm -hmm. all that really means to me is Sometimes when you get things too quick, you don't appreciate it or it never lasts. But I think when you got to do a slow grind, when you got to build it brick by brick, once the foundation is set, is nothing going to affect your crib because it's like, 
you, you built the kingdom. And I think that was the way that I had to view things because I've had a lot of early success and some of my success actually happened way too quick. And then I've also had periods that things took a while to rebuild. Now I'm in the process of, I'm just, I'm building everything brick by brick now. And I'm not trying to build a glass house because I think a lot of the biggest mistakes, a lot of entrepreneurs make is they see someone that look like they've gotten success quickly overnight. And then they try to imitate that. And then they build a business with no solid foundation. And then that business crumbles. So like with me building my coaching business now, I'm taking it, I'm, I'm building it brick by brick, bro. Like I'm not rushing. I'm not, what I'm realizing with marketing is people need to see things over and over again before they uh, officially are able to make an adjustment or make a decision. So I think if our entrepreneurs listening could understand that message, it'll change their lives. I was even thinking back on like when you first created your app, like you created the app what year? In the 2018. Yeah, bro. Like 2018. And I felt based on what you told me, like it really started to pop like a year and a half after or something like that. Yeah. It wasn't until like COVID until COVID happened in 2020. So almost, almost two years. And I think that's the example that I want people to understand. And it's the same thing with what I'm building now. So what I got to tell myself is run my race. And I want other entrepreneurs to do that too. When you run your own race, yo, you going you gonna to really run laps because that's just the, the way that business operates. It's like when you play in a basketball game, bro, and then the game finally starts to slow down for you. You remember when we first started playing basketball and yeah. it was like, yo, like just go as fast as you can, yo, just shoot it, get the ball, shoot, like just run up and down. And then as an adult, after you really start looking at the game, start slowing down for you. Like you could do certain things that you wasn't able to do when you was new to the game. It means a lot for you to say that because I've known you for 21 years and you always wanted, you always was the fastest at a lot of stuff that we did. <laughs> Whether it was running, playing football, whatever it's doing is always fastest and most riskiest. Even when it came to college, you finished college in three and a half years. F for you to say that fast is slow is fast, I know that's a definitely a big shift. And you was fast in high school. <laughs> <laughs> we really grown, man. We really maturing and being a different kind of men. And it's dope. Yeah, bro, because they said the best way to gain experience is from making certain decisions. And the best way to make good decisions is you make enough bad decisions. And I think like I've just made enough good and bad decisions to where I'm, I'm really starting to look at the game differently. So it's like I'm not jumping on any type of crazy quick investment idea or just like this new shiny toy. I'm not pulling the trigger on it as quickly as I used to, because now I'm like, yo, I got to do what I care about, do what I want and take my time because I ain't the same 17 year old single kid no more, bro. Like we trying to build this legacy. My perspective has definitely changed. That's big. For experiences, I would say one of the things that I really did this year um, was spend a lot of time alone. And within that time alone, I learned so much about myself. And I really literally will start journaling. I started meditating this year. I will go to the park and just walk sometimes with no music on, just really experiencing nature. And I never realized I really like those kind of things. And then another thing I would do is I'll be act like a tourist 
Because we got this stigma in New York where <laughs> we don't want to feel like we are tourists. And it's, we have a beautiful city that we, is places we've never been to because it's a tourist location. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. <laughs> so, hold on. So, bro, you telling me you're going on walks with no music just by yourself this year? Yo, walks and no music, dates, party of one, KB. <laughs> like, I spend a lot of time alone. And the only thing about going out by yourself, the service is bad in the beginning because they think you're waiting for somebody. <laughs> <laughs> but after you tell them, like, I'm by myself, they on you every five minutes. But that time alone was so dope because I just got a chance to process my own thoughts and really figure out what I like. A lot of times you don't know what you like because you just always in a group or you always with, you know, your significant other. And it's like, when you by yourself, you just like sleeping or watching TV, you don't really do any experiences by yourself. So by me having no experiences, I'm able to do it and be able to tell somebody else about it. Spending time alone was definitely one of the best experiences I think I took on this year. And I think one thing I've always heard is that you don't know who you are until you spend time by yourself. Cause I feel like a lot of people, if they've always just been used to being around other people, so they never really find out who they are. Yeah. Like there's so many people we know that just go from relationship to relationship and it's like, oh, just chill. Like just really get to know yourself before you continue taking these other people on this roller coaster that you haven't even figured out. Yeah. Cause people, they want to be loved by so bad that they don't actually love themselves as heavy. I said one more time, like people want to be loved, but they never actually love themselves first. And it's so crazy because I actually listened to our, the episode that we did love everybody, but love yourself more. Yeah. Yeah. And I had to re-listen to that episode and you know, I'm talking about it, but I actually, I'm really doing it. How I'm really implementing, like I say, I should. And I realized I really wasn't to the extent that it needed to be. So I took the extra mile and actually did solo trips. That's my thing from now on. I did two solo trips this year. And the first one was to Miami and Fort Lauderdale. That was, that was a vibe. <laughs> that, that, that was a vibe. You did that one big, bro. And with that, I literally booked it sporadically, like right before, three weeks before your wedding. I said, I'm gonna just do it. Cause my therapist was getting me to do one day by myself and I didn't do it. So if I'm backed up, I got to, compensate for myself so i was like you know what i'm just gonna book it i'm going to miami i'm giving me the bm i'm giving me the drop i'm gonna stay in fort lauderdale had a loss i went to a cooking class <laughs> i went out to a lounge called victory lounge fire i met the manager he was talking he's like oh, bro i always wanted to do that did you take any walks by yourself with no music out there no nah, i went on a run i ran six and a half miles Oh. And I didn't plan to do that but it was a straightaway and i asked instagram i did a poll I was like yo you think i should run back and of course, all my clients and everybody's going to say, yeah, you should run back. You're the trainer. And <laughs> I just went along with the Instagram and I ran back and I'm like, if somebody was with me, they probably wouldn't take an Uber. And that's the time I'm talking about, like doing things by yourself. Spontaneous. Yeah. Yeah. Nobody would have been down for that, man. I did that. And when I came back from the trip, I just had a high. Wow. I really want to experience life because people look at vacation as an escape. And then my therapist hit me with something like, all you have to do is just change your reality. Mm. And I'm like... Oh shit, that's it. I, if I could change my reality, I'm really not running from an escape. I could live like this every day. Cause she asked me, what did you do? I'm like, yeah, I did joy rides. I, I ran, I went out, I even went to the strip club. I went to the lounge. She's like, you could do that in New York. I'm like, I could. <laughs> <laughs> and um, yeah, you're in one of the biggest cities in the world, bro. 
but that's the thing is like we so caught up in the ground and ground and working but don't really take time out for ourselves on a daily we think we only could do that three times a year and if you do that you're cheating yourself out of life and once i implement that i have a like a list of things a part of my self-care regimen that i do and i probably have 20 things and i try to make sure i implement at least one of those things or not even one a few of those things every day and from that experience i learned that and then when i had my recent no self-care trip. I want to experience nature. So I went to Arizona. Oh man, Arizona was amazing. Mm. I did the same thing again. You got the car. Like when I go away, I like to have drive a new experience. So I got the Corvette this time. 2021 C8, white, honey butter seats, <laughs> everything swayed in there. And I had that. I had the, the house in the mountains, a BNB. So if I want to go to Arizona, I'm like, yo, I need to really get the experience. I could have stayed in Scottsdale. I could have stayed in Phoenix. I'm like, yo, I want to stay with the mountains. I want the views. And rushing to see the sunset or the sunrise, I never thought I would even be that kind of guy. Yo, I'm, I'm a city guy. We're from <laughs> Southside. So I'm saying, like, we build the skyscrapers. But that's what we want to see. That's what we think was life is the best quality of life. But uh, when I got around in nature and I had moose, like, try to fake attack me, it was like, yo, like, this Wait, is different. what? <laughs> yeah. Had, you was chilling a, with moose? Nah, bro. They came out of nowhere. It was like 20 of them next door to me. And they- I was in a hood. Yo, and bro, and you was posting videos and you like going 130, 140. Like how fast did you get the Corvette? I got it to 150. What? I got it to- yeah, I, I could have did more, but my, my suitcase is about to fall out. And, uh, <laughs> and I had my phone in my head. But that was a dope experience. I was on a two-lane road looking at mountains. And like, yo, I'm going to push it. And the, the, the Toro guy, he was cool. He was like, yo, bro, you can drive it how you want to drive it. Just make sure come back in one piece. I'm like, say less. How many yeah. speeding tickets do you got, bro? I'm good. I just got a couple points. But that's, they, <laughs> they, they're, off my, they're off my license now. But, <laughs> but one of my dreams came true in Arizona, which was sitting courtside. Sitting courtside at the Phoenix Sun game when they play in Boston Celtics. Not only sitting courtside, but I was next to the scores table. Like talking with the coaches. <laughs> like I could have tripped Monty if I wanted to. <laughs> <laughs> Just knowing that was a dream of mine that I wrote on my board. I gotta find it. I wrote a board on my board, my whiteboard, like six years ago. And I wrote it down for one of the, the hundred things that I want to do. And I remember Steve Harvey had an episode about that. And I was like, yo, I want to sit course out one day. And to be able to actually do that and you know, the way I was able to do it, it was like, nah, I, I want more. I gotta see Steph play, I gotta see LeBron play. I want to go to a playoff game. I actually want to go to a finals game. And I think by me just putting my mind in that space, it just, yo, you can do it. And I think a lot of times people don't dream anymore. And I realized that it's like a lot of people don't dream, be so caught up in the daily. It's like, ah, maybe one day. And they never put like a time to the goal or any pressure. Like people, chicks always talk about apply pressure. Apply pressure on your goals. <laughs> <laughs> like apply pressure what you want in life. So I'm like, yo, I'm in Phoenix. I'm in Phoenix. I went to the game. I went out again that night and then I stayed in Phoenix because I didn't want to drive back two hours to the mountains and I got a free stay because of my credit card. Uh, my business, I had points on there. So I had a business suite. It was just like the best of everything. <laughs> and people look at yo, how is KB doing this? I'm like, yo, y'all understand. Like, it my years a struggle. Like, <laughs> like I'm going to enjoy this to the fullest. And it, it didn't hurt me to do anything. Like, it was a blessing. And like, literally last year, I can even share this. I remember I told you this a couple months ago, but last year I invested probably like 11K, 12K within my business, within myself. Wow. And 
I remember I told you a couple months ago, I said, yo, bro, I want to be able to spend 10K for my birthday. <laughs> right, you heard me say that, yeah. I was, bro, like, I, yo, I was like, yo, he wilding, yo, on yourself? Yo, I probably spent like 10 or 15. <laughs> yo. All for my birthday this year. So it's, yo, it shows like when you invest and you plant those seeds, it's only right that you reap what you sow. And to be able to be in that space where it's nah, I ain't worried about it. I'm going to treat myself the best. And I never did that before. I never treated myself lavishly. I was always doing that for other people. When it came to me, I'm like, nah, I'm good. I can just deal with this. Nah, I want the best. I want the, I want the top. I want VIP. Give me the uh, valet. I want to be in front. When I go with places, I don't want people sitting in front of me. <laughs> like that's the standard that's how you're moving now <laughs> see and, and that's important bro like yo the standard we set for ourselves is like you now you can't go back and i think that's to piggyback off of that's the same thing that i, I want to touch on is i realized that this year was all about my network and and the people that i connect with because whenever you're around people that's playing the game at the highest level and you're around people that's talking big, you just have to change your mindset. So for all of the entrepreneurs listening, I challenge you, yo, who are you around that's talking bigger than you? Or are you the person that's in your group talking the biggest? Then that means you're in the wrong group. Like you yeah. got to be around people that's challenging your limiting beliefs. And I think this year, bro, I did more traveling than, than I've expected that I would. I've been to Mexico three times this year, bro. <laughs> yeah, like, you, should, you should know some little Spanish by now. <laughs> <laughs> like, yo, like, bro, it was wild. I'm like, I yo, forgot. I went, bro, I went to Mexico in January for the bachelor trip. I went for my honeymoon. And then when I went again for an R&R and I'm like, yo, bro, I'm leaving the country. I, I probably do need to get a second crib in Mexico. How many times I'm going? <laughs> And we had a bunch of trips. I just went to San Diego a few weeks ago for the first time. I've never been to San Diego. Then we had our Houston trip. And then obviously, then I did the Philly trip. And it was just, a. and then that same thing. I went to Fort Lauderdale this year. It was just a lot. Like I've been on two yachts this year, bro. Like it's just crazy to think the, the trips and the things we experience and the things that we used to dream about. This is the, the proof for our entrepreneurs listening that, yo, we are two kids from Southside Jamaica, Queens that grew up not knowing more than what we've seen around a 10 block radius. Gosh. And to see you experience life to the highest level and to enjoy yourself and to spend 10 racks on your birthday. <laughs> like, bro, it's crazy for me to get a chance to be on two different yachts this year and I'm having three $400 meals every time I'm, I'm, I'm hanging out with my rich friends and <laughs> it's just that's the lifestyle that I want and I want our entrepreneurs to know it's possible because 2021 is was practice bro like 2022 is going to be game time yeah. yeah and I think the best thing about the Tulum trip in January it, it really set the tone because when you with your friends, y'all lit, y'all doing a toast, y'all might say you love each other. But I really meant those words. And once I get exposed to this, I'm never going back. Like we had a pool in our living room. Come on. <laughs> like, Come on, bro. <laughs> we had a pool in our living room. We found a bathroom on the last day. Like every <laughs> so once you get exposed to something like that, it's, yo, when I get back home, 
I'm going to do everything I need to do so I'll be able to do this whenever I want. And this is the standard. And I think some people need to realize that they'll, they'll have experience. Like, oh, this is dope. I always want to have this one day, but they don't own it. And I think by owning it and really speaking on it and your actions after you get back in your setting, because everybody could be hyped after the conference, you could be hyped after you be with your friends. But what you do alone at your home, in your room, whatever you write on paper, that alone time is going to make the biggest difference. Don't talk a good one. Like, really be about it and be around people who are about it or you're going to be in the same spot. Facts, bro. And I think that's the biggest part of entrepreneurship. And, and we're sharing these experiences because we're like, yo, like we really experienced a lot in 2021. Let's transition into some of the wins because I think it was hard. It was hard, bro. It was hard to pick three, but let's limit them to three. Let's limit them to your top three favorite wins for 2021. In 2031, when we look back on this, bro, we're going to be like, yo, we thought that was a wild year. Let me hear your first win, bro. What would you say was one of your first favorite or biggest wins? My favorite win is something I probably would never thought I would actually put on there, but prioritizing my mental health and my self-care and me owning and expressing my emotions. Like mm -hmm. that literally changed my whole year. Wow. And why... Like, why was that so important? Because all these years when I was accomplished certain things, I just accomplished it and going to the next one. I never really embraced it. And entrepreneurship is easy to get caught up in. All right, we get this goal. Let's do the next goal. We get this goal. Let's do the next goal. But this year, I really embrace everything. When I got my trademark, I was like, yo, I just can't post a certificate. I got to really, I got to go get myself a plaque. <laughs> so, you know what I'm saying? I just can't put the plaque up there. I got to make a video. Let me get my video guy. Shout out to my boy, Zay Visuals. Like, we did a movie. Like, I really embraced everything this year, what I was doing. And I made the best of it for myself. Even things I didn't share on Instagram, I documented and I recorded. And I think by me prioritizing my self-care and making sure that my peace is in check, it's like, all right, everything else is going to come. The money part is easy. Mm. Yeah, bro. And I think that's a powerful win because... It's so overlooked, bro. It's so overlooked. A lot of people feel like just you soft for saying that, or it's, it's, it's not something that a black man should talk about. But the crazy thing is not only do you prioritize it, but then you did it in a way that you felt happy with. And now you got other black men, other females, other people just saying, yo, I want to focus on me and I want to focus on my self-care. And the messed up part is you made it look too easy because now, <laughs> now everybody's saying they want a Corvette and they want to sit court side, but they didn't see the six years of not winning to that level. So yeah. that's the good and the bad with that, bro. <laughs> no, that's a fact. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> Yo. All right. And then let me tell you one of my favorite wins, bro. So one of my favorite wins was growing up. I was always selling, like I was selling bicycles, I was selling candy, I was selling Pop-Tarts. I never sold no drugs. So I don't want people thinking, like referring to anything like that. But bro, I was just always selling other people products, other people services. And 2020, I had an epiphany. I was like, yo, I want to create my own product. I want to create something that's mine, this black owned, that's Lake Kim James product. And the best feeling, bro, was when I was able to create something get it manufactured 
hand design it the way I wanted. And I launched my planners and creating and launching my own planners, bro. It made me feel like I was a brand new entrepreneur again. And then to see people actually want to support me and to see people like pre-order my product. That was an idea in my head. It was an idea that I thought of in the middle of 2020. And bro, I'm, I'm going to different conferences and I'm going to different places, bro. And I'm seeing everybody, like the closest people with me, everybody got a planner. Everybody got the entrepreneur championship planner. And it just made me, it just makes me so happy, bro. So I'm just thinking like, this is just the beginning. And this is the first product that I've created. And I got a lot more to go. And that's why I really wanted to put this out there because I'm like, yo, in, in the next five years, when I'm looking back on this first product that I've ever created, it was going to be crazy the next few years, man. Yeah. And I must admit, like, this is a non-paid ad, like your planner, bro. It was a big asset to my life in 2021. Like literally it gave me the accountability that I need. And I haven't used a planner since high school. And just the questions that you ask and the, the recap really makes you reflect on things and things you want to work on, things you're grateful for. Like those certain things that a lot of planners don't ask. And I carry it with me, like this is my baby. So I'll be on my solo dates. I bring my planner with me. Like, hold on, let me write these things down. And I think um, it's dope that you created that, bro. And I'm happy that you're my brother and I can support you. And I'm excited to see what you got going next. Yeah, bro. And like, that makes me happy because for anyone listening, the, the entrepreneur championship plan is just really a tool. It's a tool to like really give you that extra level of accountability. So bro, to see you even use it and just, and I remember when you told me you haven't used a planner, I was like, just get this planner, bro. This shit gonna help. And to see you implement it, that, that was cool. What's your second one, bro? The second win. Oh, man. The second win probably was one of the most emotional wins because I moved 15 times since I was born, like in 15 different places. Wow. Um, and this is about a couple of different states. We never owned where we lived at. We got evicted probably out of 10 places, I would say. 10 out of 15? Yo, man, it was rough. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, <laughs> my second biggest win is buying a crib with my family, bro. Like, literally, let's we, go. We didn't. We didn't just buy a crib. Let me let you a little flex on there. Yeah, come like, on. Like, yeah. Like, don't don't <laughs> understate what you did, bro. Don't understate it. It was it two bedrooms. No, I think we got five five bedrooms, four bath. What garage? Yo, it's a blessing, man. Wait, you you in the crib right now? I'm in the crib right now. <laughs> Yo, that's a that's an 80 inch TV you got back there, bro. <laughs> chill, chill. <laughs> but we bought a million dollar crib in in New York City, in New York, man. And it's so many people say, yo, you can't do it. I shouldn't do it. You could get your you know money, more money in Atlanta. You go to North Carolina, and now nah, I want to be. We gonna bring. We gonna buy a house in Atlanta. We gonna put it in New York. Oh, wait, hold on. How, how much was the crib? It was a million, man. 1.3. If we, if we want to be exact, 1.3. <laughs> Who's counting? That's a major accomplishment. When you said that, when you're in the process of doing it, and when you, more importantly, when you close it, bro, that made me happy. Man. I witnessed a lot of the moves, bro. I witnessed a lot of it. And to see you and the fam go from being like rent to, and just like, go through the, the struggles. One thing I must say that I respect about you, the mom, Reva, and Rodney is 
y'all always rock out with each other, bro. Like y'all, y'all stay in a, from a small crib to a million dollar crib. And that's what family is. And be able to grow to that level. I remember, bro, I remember when you and the family was sharing one car, bro. <laughs> now your driveway, it looked crazy, bro. I can't even find words. <laughs> Yo, nah, yeah, that is another factor too. We definitely shared one car. Shout out to my sister Ultima, and Roddy had a Volvo. Yo, that man, was that's just nothing but foreigns, bro. Like that's silly. Yeah, and it, that's not a top win because I couldn't fit three of them. But buying a dream car, buying a convertible, that was something that I did this year too. But it, it's just so dope. And not only did we buy the crib, but I was a realtor on the deal. Wow. To be my first million dollar listing, the duel with my brother, it's nah. This is full circle. This is special. And it was a fight. You got to have a whole episode about how we got the crib. It wasn't like, oh, I had the money we saved, we got it. Nah, it was a fight. It was me controlling my peace and being okay with the situation if it didn't work out. Yeah, it's a, it's a blessing, man. I wake up and it's like, I still feel like I'm in Airbnb. I know the feeling, bro. I know the feeling. I'm sure you do. I'm sure you do. <laughs> <laughs> it's crazy because my second win is, is pretty similar, bro. Pretty similar. Growing up, I was able to see my family have a house and and to own a house and it was cool. But then I also experienced my family losing a house and to see my, my family like have to downsize because we got something that was outside of the budget. And then the move to Philly was all cool. It was nice. We was able to get it done. But then for six months, my wife and I had to stay with family because we didn't want to rush and, and, and get an apartment and, and then rent. We're like, yo, let's not do that. And it was cool in the beginning until we started to get uncomfortable. And we like, yo, we newlyweds. Like, we got to fix this, bro. And what happened this year was the same time you would close on your house, I closed on my house the same week. Crazy. The same week, bro. We closed in our cribs the same week. Me and my wife, we bought a house in Philadelphia, a five-bedroom house, two and a half bathrooms, and it's just us two. <laughs> gotta make some babies now yo i'm telling you bro and that's the next step but like me and my wife got a five bedroom house for two people and it's Abundance. a it's a blessing to to view that and i haven't even officially made the post yet because i really want to get it decked out the way that me and her envision it to to look but it's Wait, just so this entrepreneurhood exclusive entrepreneurhood exclusive bro like I, they the social media posts hasn't even been posted yet so when this episode is released eventually people will see the post on social media but it's something that like bro i can't be more happy of i haven't been more happier than how i've been feeling the last couple of weeks bro yo that's when just knowing that happened the same week for us, it was so much emotions in the air. Yo, we, we doing it, bro. We doing it. And we got to go give ourselves a pat on the back and really appreciate it. You know, give ourselves our own flowers into each other. And it gets me excited for what's to come. We went through to even get to this spot. Nah, it's, it's amazing, man. And I know some people get tired of saying congratulations to me on Instagram. <laughs> <laughs> like, yo, I keep saying it to I don't want to say it this time. It's all good. It's all good. But I learned too. Just, just a spinoff of that is always be happy for somebody else because you know your turn is coming. Yep. And I always was that type of person. If I see somebody winning, it's nah, bro, do your thing. I'm happy for you. And I always have that type of energy. So I always tell people like, your time is up next. It's just about a matter of time if you just stay at it. But to get to my, my third win, which is crazy, it's like 
it goes back to what I was saying, like how me giving more, me understanding more, me letting go of my control and trying to be in control of everything. I am blessed to say that I literally doubled my income from last year. <laughs> and bro, like I literally, I think I probably worked less than I did this year than last year. Hold on. So you made <laughs> more, you made more money and you work less. Yes. <laughs> like, and to know that I was able to do that by working less, by just working smart and really giving more value. And, I, and my whole focus this year was to give more value. So along with me giving more value to my clients and my business, to other things that I'm doing or to other people just in general, it was able for the blessings to come in. And I was like, without my control, I'm doing pretty much better than me. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I give every all the praise to God in, in, in my faith. It's like, yo, I trust you. And by me doing that, I've been blessed to say you, I, I doubled my income from 2020. And 2020 was, you know, my first hit in those numbers. So it's each year just keep getting better and better. Damn. I'm, you think you could double it again 2022? Like, and, yo, double. I'm trying to 10x it, boy. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, be wildin', wildin'. All right. But that's, isn't that like the purpose? Like, that's the purpose of life is, is to grow. And that's, if you haven't, if you didn't double it, I'll be disappointed because I'm like, what are we really doing? So I think the fact that you did that in and you work less, that's something that I'm proud of. And that's something that you set in a, a great example, bro. I'm excited to, to see you do that because, bro, I'm telling you, a lot of people, they don't realize all of the years up until these last two years, what everything looked like prior. So yeah. the fact that you've done it and you plan on and you maintain in that level, bro, like that's different. And I think that's the important part. I always try to tell people, and at least of now I've been real more vocal and transparent, like within my captions. And I always tell people like certain things I go through, but now I'm giving more vivid details of, about how everything is not always peachy or which is just the, the surface, not the root that this has been planted for the last couple of years. So a lot of people want, you know, instant gratification and it's, yo, you got to trust the process. And as long as you're doing what you're doing on the daily, you, you're going to get where you want, you're going to get there. Facts, bro. And here is my third and, and most exciting win for 2021 was actually getting married to the love of my life. And not only to experience and get married, but then have the people that's the closest to me to celebrate that with me. and. It's crazy. It's, it's cool being a, a trailblazer, like being the first person in the crew to, to get married and to set the example for us. But then to be happy with it is just a whole different thing. I feel like there's so many people that get married and they do it before they're ready or after they do it, they regret it. And there's no regret in my heart. There's no hesitation. It's just pure joy and happiness. And to be married now, I'm proud of the growth. I'm proud of my growth. I'm proud of who I'm becoming. And I'm proud of how much me and my wife have just grown over the last, we've been dating for six years. And it's just crazy, bro. I'm just happy. <laughs> Shout out to Tiana. <laughs> James is Mr. and Mrs. James. Yo, it was dope, man. Be, especially being the best man. That was the first time, you know, I've ever been best man. And be able to play that role and just experience the love in the room from both sides of the family. And, um, you know, doing a speech, it was everything I was just taking in a moment. Like, yo, this is dope. This is how it should be. And to see it, to witness it, to know you before all these years and to see who you are now, like I said, bro, I'm proud of your growth. I'm proud of the man that you are and the man that you continue to become. 
because you no know, people don't people don't know. So a lot of them don't know. And I think <laughs> it's amazing, man. It's literally you did so much this year, so many challenges, things that you face, and y'all both rocking with each other. It's a partnership, you know what I'm saying? And I think people will forget that part of a relationship shouldn't be one sided. Facts. And then, no. and that's what I, I brought. And I just want to see more of it, bro. I really want to see more of it because I think, like you said, there's so many broken homes. So I want to, I want me and her to, you know, be an example for that. It's a standard, man. It's a standard. Yeah. We got to set some goals, bro. We got to not just set them, but we got to vocalize them. We got to put it out there because once we tell a community, everybody in the neighborhood, we got to follow through, bro. Let's finish off this episode and let everybody know what are the goals that we got for 2022 KB? Is it all business or like you still practicing self-care? What is it looking like, bro? Uh, I'm going to start my business goals, but for the record, self-care is for life now. (laughs) (laughs) But for my business goals, man, I've been investing in myself. I've invested in coaching, mentorship. Probably invested probably the most I ever did within myself this year too. It's a standard now. In 2022, I'm putting this on record. I have to make at least a mil. Cool. And I'm going to say that again. Hold on. <laughs> in 2022, I have to make at least a million. In one year? In one year. Oh, yeah. You wild. <laughs> He's setting the bar high. But like, it only makes sense. And it's like, yo, putting the energy out there is one thing, but also understanding that what I'm doing on, on the daily and how I'm learning how to scale and learn how to implement is another thing. And I think we just can't be throwing numbers out there. You can, but at the same time, what are you doing when the cameras is off, when we're not recording? And I think by me putting myself in that space, I got to do it and I'm, I'm going to do it. Facts. And then I'll share one of my goals. I got four goals that I'm going to share, two personal and, and then two business. But I'll just share um, in my, my first personal goals. For 2022, I'm really focusing on personal development. And I realized Whenever I have my best years, that's when I focus on acquiring the most knowledge. So I just broke it down something super simple, something that I could track. And at the end of 2022, I could know if I did accomplish this goal or I didn't. But it's simple. I want to read two books a quarter for 2022 and then a total of eight books for the year. Every book that I'm reading, I'm looking for that one like new perspective that could triple you know, that current year or the next year. So I want everybody in the neighborhood to hold me accountable to that. Two books, a quarter, eight books for the year. It's a simple gyms that get us a long way. That's it, bro. My my second business goal for 2022 is the reason why I'm able to be able to make the mill is that I want to help 10 trainers scale their business to 100K. Mm. So for those who don't know, my new business uh, venture or coaching program is to help other trainers to shorten the gap for them. Cause I've been doing this for the last eight years and I did a lot of things, the struggle way, the hard way. So I have a course where I can implement and help other trainers scale their business rapidly. And I'm, I'm so passionate about it because I know how it feels to be struggling to get clients or having clients or having so many clients where you don't have no time for yourself. So it's like, I'm implementing self-care in my program. I'm implementing how to market in my program. And I'm really going to show them the high quality of life, right? Really give them all the sauce, all the game that I, that got me where I'm at. Facts. And I think that's going to be exciting for you to wear a new hat 
in 2022, bro. Everybody know you as KB the trainer that only train females. So now you training other trainers. That's a whole new revenue right there, bro. Like that's different. KB the coach. <laughs> <laughs> See, yeah. And that's what we tapping into, bro. And then my second personal goal, I'm finally at a stage in my life, bro, that like I'm no longer the same selfish person that I was seven, eight years ago. And I still got my selfish ways, don't get me wrong, but I think I'm selfless enough to where I feel like I'm ready for that next step is building a family, starting the James gang. Oh, okay, okay. James gang, yep, 2022. Let's get it, let's get it. Got, got Uncle KB on the way again. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, bro, it's starting, man. Now that's gonna be fire. One of my personal goals, yeah, I pretty sure I already know, I'm keeping the solo trips going. So. I made an oath to myself to do at least two minimum trips for the rest of my life. Wow. Yeah. The, the solo trips is happening. So once I, I start my own family, my wife, she will have to understand. My kids understand. Listen, I'm going away for the weekend. I'll be back. And I want to implement it even solo trips, couple trips with my wife or couple or solo trips with my kids. Like I want it to be a standard to spend that quality time with each child that I do have. And, um, but it starts with me. So it's like, yo, I need to lead and I need to set the standard. And whoever comes along, it's like, yo, this is what it's going to be. So I'm about to go to Dubai real quick. I'll be back. <laughs> <laughs> KB going to just hop on the, the, the PJ and then I'll be right back with it, bro. So is it like question to that? Is every trip going to be a, a $10,000 trip? What kind of trips are we talking? Is there ever going to be a solo trip where you go stay at a motel? <laughs> Wait, no. All right, this is the standard now. This is the pack that we made amongst ourselves. We're not going to stay anywhere that's not the same quality or better as our house. Mm. And we're not going to drive any car lower quality than our cars. Facts. So if I'm going away, I'm going to make sure I get something new or, or within the same bracket. But um, it's only not, right. Yeah, every now nah, every trip wasn't 10K. Like, yeah, don't get crazy. It was my birthday. It just happened at around the same time. And courtside, it ain't cheap, but it's worth it. <laughs> <laughs> and that's a fact, bro. And that's it. Like, as things go crazy, that's definitely something that just a random fun goal is I definitely want to do sit courtside too, because that's always something. And it's crazy. I had opportunities to do it in the past and I just never capitalized on it. But bro, again, you raised the bar, bro. So like, that's something I'm, I'm definitely looking for. So here's my goal, bro. So now I'm going to share my business goals. And, and it's crazy. It's, and we didn't even, you know, tell each other about this. My my number one business goal for 2022 is I want to hit a million dollar club with my company. So it's the same exact thing, but I want to, <laughs> I want to generate over a million dollars, but I have some action items on, on how I'm going to do that. So I'm going to hire over 150 employees for 2022. And then I'm going to spend a minimum of $24,000 on ads to recruit the best talent in my market. So I have a recruiting of how many employees I plan on hiring and I'm spending a minimum of, you know, two bands a month just on recruiting. So then that way I could grow into that goal because I like Philly, bro. I like Philly. And I think Philly is a, it's a, it's a place that I'm happier. It's a place that I could see myself permanently staying. And, and I just got to touch an M, bro. I had so many years that I got close to touching an M, but I'm like, nah, this is it. This is the year, 2022, no excuses. A so million. You try to do that the same week too? We might have to, bro. Like buy a crib the same week, like touch a mill the same week. It's like, bro, anything is possible.
KG. For me, for my, my second personal goal, it's something that I know that I need to work on and something that I've been doing certain things to implement, but to really build a better relationship with my mother and my sister. Mm. And it's such an emotional goal and very personal because it's not at each other next, but it's, it was just such a difference since I was the entrepreneur and the black sheep of the family. And I don't like authority. So <laughs> I was always- Yeah, you, you are a little hard-headed. I ain't gonna hold you. <laughs> All right, that's not what we talk about. <laughs> but I always was the one that was the risk taker and just like, I'm gonna do it. I'll figure it out later. And by me having that separation, where it's like there a lot of stuff they understand what I did, but uh, the way I went about it, it could have been different. So me growing as a man and learning about emotions and coming with compassion, understanding, and be able to express how I feel. I know I, that's my next chapter in life where I, I really want to work on that. And I want to make it you know, better than it ever was before. And I know those are the first two women in my life. So it's, it's only right that, you know, I have the top tier relationship with them. If I'm going to do top tier for everything for myself, I want to have the top tier relationship, be the best son or best brother I could be. Facts, bro. And I think like that, you're already taking steps uh, towards that already in 2021. Like what you did for mom Dukes was crazy, bro. To take her to a football game and have let her have that same level of experience, the same thing. I don't know if, if it was good as courtside, but it was as close as you go get, like in yeah. the football arena. First row, man. You can't get no closer than that. <laughs> <laughs> you got to be on the field. But just seeing that, bro, seeing how happy you made your moms, I feel like it inspired the world because so many people, they feel like they're able to share those moments with you. So I commend you for letting people into that because you clearly don't have to. And, and I think that's cool, bro. Everyone in the community, we definitely going to hold you accountable because I like we, we got to see you continue building those relationships because that's without them. Like, what's, what's the purpose of working so hard? That's a fact. And that's the thing. I've kept all these years saying, you know, I'm grinding for my family. And it's like, all right, you don't have a wife. You don't have kids yet. So who's your family right now? And I start to realize, hold on, I have to take a step back to really figure out the people that's already here. Instead of always living in the future. I'm excited, man. I'm actually excited to actually spend more time. Cause I was, and that was the thing, me working so much and it gave me the time to even, to even take out to, yo, I want to chill with you, take my mom's on a date or chill with my sister, talk to her. Cause I was so busy in survival mode. So being that I brought myself out of this space, it's like, all right, this is my focus now. I'm more aware of the relationships that's around me, not just business relationships. Yeah. And like, I, I salute that, bro. And then my, my final business goal for 2022 is I will, you know, not I hope, not I plan, but I will gross $100,000 from my coaching business between selling planners and offering a service for doing coaching calls for other entrepreneurs. So I'm going to do a million for my sales company. And then I'm going to do a hundred grand just for my coaching business. So 2022 is going to be crazy, bro. It's going to be spooky. Let me get a dollar, bro. <laughs> <laughs> like it's going, it's going to be, it's going up next year. And I'm like, I'm, I'm ready for everything that, you know, next year is going to bring. And you know, I'm saying these goals because it's personal to me, but it's also to inspire someone else in the community because there's, there's no limits to what we could accomplish. Yeah. I think that the most spooky and scariest thing is when we look back and we like, yo, how do we know he's going to do that? And it's just putting it out there and manifesting and putting in the work as well. Because when we go back to older episodes, we talk about things that we're doing now. So it's, it's only right that we just keep reaching and we keep dreaming. And that's very important. So for, for my last takeaway, I would like to say, 
I thank God for 2021. I've learned so much. I've been in so many different new experiences and it took me taking a look in the mirror and really investing in myself and taking that time to really figure out who I am, what I want as a man and separate myself from my business, get to know Caleb, not just, you know, KB the trainer. And by me doing that and prioritizing that and doing simple things as a morning routine and sticking to it, it literally changed the trajectory of my life over time. And having certain people in certain circles around and me showing more uh, vulnerability and transparency to my peers, it made me realize that I'm not by myself. So if you don't have somebody, please try to invest in some type of coaching and mentorship where people are doing things that you want to do. Because the worst thing you could do is be in the same spot that you are next year. Facts. And, you know, I just want people to dream more and actually really dream, take time out to really figure out something that you never thought you could imagine do it and speak on it. Don't just have the goals and, and not share it and dig it and, and put it in a hole. Speak on it because every time you speak on it, it's going to show if you truly want it because the resistance is going to come. So be by telling you we both want to make a meal next year. It's going to test us. It's going to show if we really want it. And I think um, that's probably one of the biggest things I learned. If you could take away from this episode, if you made it to the end, then that means we, we rocking with us. You believe in us and don't no live life with no limits, man. Facts, bro. And I think that's so true because that's why we created this podcast. So, bro, I want to end this episode by leaving a message um, for the five-year-older version of myself. So I just want to talk to myself in five years from now. I want to talk to the 32-year-old Lake Kim James. And the message that I want to leave for my future self when I listen to this in five years from now is I want to tell myself this. Yo, Lake Kim, you overcame a lot this year. You could accomplish anything that you want. There's a lot of challenges that you overcame and there's a lot more that you're going to continue to overcome. But what you got to tell yourself is change that you've been able to adjust to this year means that you could accomplish anything. So no matter how you feel in the moment, no matter how tough things seem that they, that they're getting, you got to tell yourself that as long as you are alive and as long as you moving and you grooving, bro, is nothing you can't get in this world. Like you are from Southside Jamaica, Queens. You was born in Jamaica and you've, you've made it this far. So, yo, just keep going and the sky's the limit. Entrepreneurhood. Anyone can start, but only champions finish. Now that you've completed this episode, you're ready to continue your journey by connecting directly with our hosts of Entrepreneurhood. Follow us on Instagram at The Entrepreneurhood to stay updated with the community. For each episode, the first set of listeners to tag us on Instagram and leave a five-star review will be entered into a drawing to get a free one-on-one -on -one coaching session on the topic of entrepreneurship with our hosts. Remember, there is no shame in struggling because we fail, we grow, and we win right here on Entrepreneurhood.